When you think about Facebook ads, the first thing that comes to mind is likely data and analytics. And while that's definitely part of it, our guest today takes a decidedly different approach, one that focuses on feminine flow and alignment first. In this episode, we're diving into what it means to be the lazy CEO of your business, the CEO who values freedom and works to enjoy it. We talk about the mindset that will help you to avoid the comparison trap and step into what feels right for you and your business. And we talk about a few woo-friendly business practices when it comes to Facebook ads. If you're someone who feels like so much of what you hear in the online space is far more complicated than it needs to be, Today's episode is going to deliver a heavy dose of permission to find simplicity, alignment, and your own way of doing things for bigger results. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Alexandra Ramirez. Alex is the owner and founder of the Facebook Ad Freedom Agency, dedicated to helping coaches scale their businesses and create freedom through Facebook and Instagram ads. After her husband was diagnosed with lupus, along with two other blood disorders, she began her entrepreneurial journey to serve as a breadwinner for her family. Over the course of nearly five years, a VA business, a trip down Fiverr, and starting her own ad agency, she is now generating multiple six figures annually with one focus, freedom for her family and her clients. Alex is a woo-friendly mother of two who loves a good Netflix binge and dismantling the hustle culture. Alex, welcome to One Simple Chef. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on this podcast because I don't think a lot of people are doing like this one thing. So I I love getting into this. Yes, I am so excited for this conversation. I know it's going to be so juicy and I'm just so excited to have you on the show. So I read your bio, but I would love to hear, can you tell me in your own words a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? Yeah. So my name is Alex. Um, I, I have a lot of titles in my business. <laughs> uh, one, of course, is being CEO. But <laughs> so basically, I am a Facebook ads coach, marketing expert, and I also have a done for you advertising agency. We, re- I, my focus is really to help my clients in increasing their profits, and you know, and really just helping them make a lot more money, but also while having a lot more freedom. And I think freedom is way more important than money, Uh, you know, but you can have both. You don't have to sacrifice one over the other. I think you can have both and it's perfectly possible, but you really have to have some things in your business and those foundations to really allow that to happen. So we're really just wanting to help our coaching clients really do that. Amazing. So how did you get into this? Because I know that your bio mentions your husband and your trip down Fiverr and all this kind of exciting stuff. Can you just give us a little bit of background as to 
what your story looks like and kind of how you got into this. Yeah. So basically how I started in my business was first, my husband was in the Air Force for a good, I don't know, like seven, eight years, something like that. Mm. And he ended up getting a blood clot in his arm uh, at like, we were, we were 23 at the time and got a blood clot. And then we ended up figuring out over time that after he got medically retired, that he has uh, blood disorders and also lupus, which cause uh, blood clots to happen all around his body. And he has some that stay there. He has really cool veins that tend to grow so they can go around blood clots. It's really, it's really weird how the, how the body <laughs> um, And so, but yeah, no, so that's kind of how it started. And I was like, you know what, we need to make money. And I actually, my entrepreneur journey kind of started in a beach body, MLM, in that type of, you know, area. And it just wasn't for me. <laughs> it wasn't for me at all. I didn't like it and eventually got out, but I did become a virtual assistant. And the two things that I first started was Fiverr. And I always tell this story. It's the worst thing I ever did for myself, but I was doing like one hour for $5. So you can, what? yeah, don't talk to past Alex. Okay. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I definitely did that for, I didn't do it for long, maybe like a month or so. And that was out. And then I eventually started doing virtual assistant work for Beachbody coaches. Interesting. I knew all the ins and outs of it already. And so it's just a matter of, you know, working with the the top coaches of the industry. So I was doing that for a little bit. And then eventually I started moving into more of the coaching industry, like the regular coaching industry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a sex coach was one one of my first clients that I worked with and I helped clean out her emails. Uh, So I did a lot of virtual assistant work for them. And then once you start doing that virtual assistant work, you start to do like opt-ins and launches and funnels and all that kind of stuff. And that's Mm -hmm. how I started getting into that. And then I eventually went into Facebook ads and then I loved how good I was at Facebook ads. And, and so then I just started doing more of that consulting work and then started this done for you agency in the beginning of last year. So it's been amazing. Amazing. That is so cool. So I'm just so curious because this is not how my brain works at all. But like, what do you love about Facebook ads? (laughs) It's a challenge. Okay. That's all I can see from it is that it's, it's something where I like a challenge and I like to make things easier for myself and also technically for other people. And I like to take the lazy way out is what I call it. Yeah. (laughs) But because I, I personally feel like with marketing, but also definitely Facebook ads or any type of ads, but especially Facebook ads, people tend to overcomplicate it to, to the extent. And, and, and I get it. Like you look in the ads manager and you're like, where do I even start? You know? Um, but you can, you can make it really simple. You don't have to overcomplicate it. You, if you're listening to 10 different Facebook ad experts that do it 10 different ways, same thing with coaching. You can't do that. It's literally impossible. You have to try and find the simple way of doing what you need to get done. So if that's Facebook ads, figure out the easy way to get it done. What's the easiest way to create a Facebook ad? That's it. <laughs> so I love it because it's, it's, it's a good challenge for me to be like, okay, how can I make this super easy? 
That's awesome. I love that answer. That's so good. So can you tell us a little bit about the mindset shift that has made the biggest difference for you in your business? And I know we were chatting a little bit about this before the show, but I think that this is something that you know, whether you're looking to run Facebook ads in your business or not, whether you're looking to, whether you're even in the coaching industry or not, like is one of those mindset shifts that you can just apply to like any industry. And I'm just so excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I actually had a post on my Instagram the other day where I talked about this and it's, it's just about, the, the mindset shift that really completely changed my business, but it's something that I always have to kind of come back to, right? Always, always something where I always have to think about uh, whenever I make decisions in my business. And that is just, am I, what am I creating? Am I creating something in my business? Am I making this, this decision in my business because I'm looking at others? Am I looking at a competitor's offer and I'm trying to make it just like them? Uh, And I priced it just the same and I made the modules just the same and I uh, created the emails just the same. My funnel looks the exact same. You know, instead of doing that, (laughs) instead of looking at others and how others are running their business, think about what you want in your business. And that's a big mindset shift that really changed for me was just thinking about what do I want to do? And what do my consumers want, right? You know, they don't, for example, you guys, so I have a group program coming out. And when I started actually, you know, thinking about how I was going to create this program, I started looking at competitor stuff. And like I said, this is something that I always have to constantly ask myself if I'm doing this just because, you know, because I don't trust myself or am I doing it because, You know, I want to just kind of like, I'm curious, you know, you have to really think about those two things. But I started looking at some competitors, others, you know, programs that are just kind of like mine a little bit. I want to see how they did it. And I started looking at this one person and I saw that they had many different modules and like 20 plus trainings in in one module. And I'm going, wow, does that mine have to look the exact same? Because I wanted to price it at the same as, as this person's. So does that mean I have to make it look just like that? And when I thought back to myself and I had to really ask myself that question of why do I need to create it this way? Well, I don't. (laughs) I don't. I have to really ask myself those questions to really get that out and say, no, I don't have to create it just like this person. But also I had to also think back in terms of my ideal client or my current clients. You've ever talked to them. They tend to tell me that I make ads very simple. And so if I'm getting that, if I'm showcasing simplicity for my clients, why should I create a program that's not simple? That doesn't make any sense. 40 modules. Yeah. My clients don't want to watch 15, 20 in one module, like different trainings. They want simplicity. So I need to create that same simplicity for them inside of this program. I'm even put on the sales page. I mean, like, I'm going to be putting like a disclaimer. It's like, you know, this might be just four modules, but that's all you need. I promise. <laughs> yeah, totally. So. I mean, I think that, you know, you bring up a good point there, which is just that I think that there is such a tendency to think that like more is better <laughs> or like, more, like more complicated means more value, more worth. And like, the truth is like, 
I almost always find the opposite to be true, which is like, it's actually really difficult to make things simple. It's funny. I have a background in branding and design and went to design school. And like, that is always the hardest stuff. Like the hardest stuff to design for was always the thing that had like very few pieces to work with or very like wanted to look super minimal because every single thing packs a punch then, right? So when you really peel away all the other clutter and all the other stuff, it's actually far more difficult to make something that's simple because most people don't want to go through that many levels of refinement, that many levels of peeling away all the other shit you don't need. And I think it's a really interesting thing to look at because I think so often our mindset goes the other way, thinking, oh, more must be better, more modules, more information, more to read through, more concepts, more whatever, right? And It's just like being on the receiving end of that, right? Of like courses that I've purchased way back when, goodness. Like I can tell you that like most of the time that ended up being hella overwhelming. That ended up being like way too much. And because of that overwhelm, I was less likely to take action on it. And I can flat out tell you like I did not. But I think that that's like super interesting to look at because when we overcomplicate things, when we really like make it, I don't know, that much harder, I think sometimes the success rate is lower too, right? We see this from a mindset perspective in coaching all the time too, which is like when you're overwhelmed, you're less likely to take action on any one thing and you're less likely to see a result because of that. So I think that that's just like such a super interesting thing to look at. And I love that you peeled back the layers there and asked yourself like, like what actually does make the most sense for my people? What do I want this to look like for my business? So I'm just like, I love that shift so much. So I'd love to give you another example too. So I work with a graphic design agency that does a lot of the graphics for our clients and also for myself sometimes. And so I gave them an example of what I wanted in terms of graphics for my, my challenge that's coming up Mm -hmm. and they were beautiful, really super pretty graphics, like had really nice gold sparkly stuff everywhere. And it was just super cool. Right. Um, And then I posted them and, and I published them with my ads, everything like that. And they did not convert the way that I thought they would. Like they were doing like $20 um, a lead, which Oof. is, uh, let us, let me mute, please. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. And so I, I was like, what the heck is going on here? You know? And, and, and I started to realize it was definitely the graphic. It was either graphic or the copy. And so I really needed to go back into, into the messaging and into the graphic and really just see what was going on here. You know, and so when I looked at it, I was like, I have to look at this from a consumer perspective. What do they, what are they, what are they looking at? Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw the graphic again, I was like, that's too busy. <laughs> that is so busy that they're just like, just going straight past it. They're not even like reading it. And so what I did was, was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create it. And I mean, it's super simple. If you guys ever see the ad, let me know. But if it's a really <laughs> super simple ad and ridiculously like simple as possible and now it's converting anywhere from like six to eight dollars a lead it'll obviously go down as time goes on but yeah so it definitely was a big change in terms of results where you go from super over complicating the graphics to simplifying it 
That's super interesting. Again, like same concept, right? Of just like, what's the least amount of information I need here to like get the point across or to get the result, right? And that's just like, I think that's like the takeaway there. That's so interesting. What I love most about this episode is that it applies mindset work to a topic that is typically very data-driven and analytical. And the right mindset is everything when it comes to seeing bigger results in your business. That's why I love offering my free 30-minute sincere sales coaching calls where we can uncover your biggest mindset challenge when it comes to sales and shift it so you can convert with more ease than ever before. These calls are so much fun and people walk away with real results. So I encourage you to take me up on this. I only do a few of these each week. So be sure to find a time that works for you at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you decided to, like, how did you get your mindset on board with I'm going to make this program simple (laughs) because I think that it's one thing to decide, like decide that and know like, Hey, I'm looking at my competitors a lot here. I should probably cut that shit out, but it's a completely different thing to be like, okay, I can see that this is actually the root mindset thing here is like, I am comparing my program to these people. How did you really like get your mindset on board with actually applying that to your program? Yeah. So, I mean, it came down to the fact that I, what are are the words that I want to showcase for my clients? Like really, really thinking back into, you know, what do my clients say about me or what do I want my clients to say about me when they talk about me? Right. I don't want them to say that my courses and programs are super complicated. I I mean, I don't want them to really, you know, think about any of that, any, you know, bad things in terms of that. Right. I want simplicity, not only for my, myself and my business, but I also want that for my clients and you guys that are listening, right? Like we all want simplicity. And I had to really just think about that again when I was creating this program. Like I was literally just having to go, okay, what do I want my brand to be? Okay, simple, simplicity. And, or like, I, I don't know, I, I never can figure out a better word for it, but lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it's just a taboo word that's very known, right? In the space, like, you know, you shouldn't be lazy if you're an, you know, a marketer or if you're a business owner, you shouldn't be lazy. But it's like, really think about it. A lot of CEOs are actually pretty, quote unquote, lazy. (laughs) Well, I think like, yeah, I think it's super interesting to like look at that word and think about what the associations with it are because it's it's very negative connotations behind it. It's negative. I would... I just go back to when Steve, I think Steve Jobs has like a quote or something like that, where he's saying like he would rather have employees that are known for being lazy because they're going to figure out the easiest way to, you know, make a a problem into a solution. And so I think back to that, that's how I see lazy as. I don't see it as a negative connotation. I just see that as I'm making, I'm making it easier for myself rather than making it harder for myself. That's the way that I see it. I mean, I think it's almost like the flip side of efficient, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think of like, I mean, efficient has like all of these like really great connotations associated with it, right? It's like, oh, well, they're super efficient. They like just get it done. Like they find the easiest path. They make it possible. Like that has such a good connotation. And then we get to this, like this word lazy 
Which essentially is basically like in the entrepreneurial space, in my mind, it's the same thing. It's like getting the results you want through the path of least resistance is kind of how I think of it. Right. And I think it's just it's like the same thing. So I think it's so interesting that you're you're kind of like just like changing the association with that word, because I think it's true. Like so many of the successful business owners that I know are like like do identify with the word lazy, right? Like they do identify with that. And I think it's just like this super interesting shift we're seeing because I don't know, I've, I've been in the in the online space for a while. And I remember when like hustle was the thing everyone was talking about, right? It was like boss hustle and like you got to hustle. And then we had this huge like anti-hustle movement. And that was kind of like the opposite, right? And I'm perfectly okay with people hustling. Like I don't, care what you do in your business like if you're the type of person that loves to be on lives on Instagram you love to like you know post every day you love to be in the dms with your people like you're all about that go for that like do that that's amazing that's great but it's not for me and then there's other people where it's not for them as well and so I think there's a space for everybody and you know and that's that's okay whichever way you want to run your business uh, there's no fault in either way that you want to run that, right? Um, so if, if you feel good about hustling, do that. If you feel good about wanting to have more freedom, then do that. You know, do whatever you want to do in your business and, and make that yours. And I think, like, the the point I want to make there is, like, I don't think you always have to, like, pick one, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, I think that you can you can create freedom and still have seasons of hustle, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I think like you can like overarchingly have more freedom in your business, have a schedule that's completely yours, decide when you want to work, decide like what that looks like. And then also have times where you're creating a program or, you know, doing more of like a push on, you know, whatever platform you're on. I think that like, there's such this tendency to think it's one or the other, right? It's either freedom or hustle. It's either like ease or super stressed out and overwhelmed. And it's like, you know, you're probably going, like your business can feel easeful overall and you can still be overwhelmed from time to time. So I think that it's almost that like micro versus macro approach to it is super helpful there too. Yeah. And I think everybody has that moment in time in their business where like they're, you know, even me, I'm still hustling sometimes. I'm, I, you know, I go back and forth to each, but like run your business how you want to. And instead of like looking at others and how they're running their business and what their business model looks like and all this type of stuff, you need to really just think about what, how do I want to run it? What do I want to do in this moment? Totally. So tell us a little bit about, because <laughs> I know we had talked a little bit about this, but like the woo when it comes to Facebook ads, because I know that you said like you definitely feel like there is a woo component to it. And I'm just so curious to hear more there. How does that tie in? Yeah. So Facebook ads has a very masculine energy to it, right? We, it mm-hmm. has a very, or, or like people made it that way. That That's, that's what I'm going to say. A lot of people made it that way. And who made it that way? I'm sorry to say it, but bro marketers, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely made it that way. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. It has a masculine energy behind it because it has a lot of analytical, you know, type of stuff inside of it. You can look at stats and all these types of things. But I think we're in the space right now, a very safe space, where we have to trust, especially as 
all of my woo type of clients. <laughs> uh, I very like a lot, of, even if I have like some clients who are like business coaches, but are also still in the woo area. Yep, totally. And a lot of times what I see with a lot of my woo clients that want to move into Facebook ads is they automatically think that they have to start this whole new masculine energy and like be completely masculine and, 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 and have to be completely looking at, at all the analytics of the Facebook ads and have to look at all the numbers and has to, you know, okay, I had a 30% conversion and I did this, this, and this, and I did that, that there comes a time where you need to let go of all those numbers for a second and really look at these numbers as more as people. Think of these numbers as more of, you know, I am trying to find more people to come into my community. I'm trying to create this impact. And I trust that I know what I'm doing. I trust that I'm going to get the results that I'm going to get. So that means I don't have to test out 20 different copy variations on my ads. I don't have to test out 20 different variations of graphics. I don't have to test out um, one interest, you know, audiences in the ads manager for every single one. And I don't like, you don't have to test out all these things. Okay to test out a few things here and there, but you have to just begin to trust yourself that you know what you're doing uh, and that you're going to attract the right people to you and then it's just going to happen the way that you want it to happen instead of just completely looking only at the stats. Because sometimes those stats are not going to end up getting you the results that you want to get. So tell us more about that, because I think what you just outlined there was like completely counterintuitive to how a lot of people approach Facebook ads, as you mentioned, right? I think that a lot of people look at Facebook ads from a very analytical perspective because you're right. There's so much data there. There's so much. I mean, you can find an analytic for everything in there if you really wanted to. Like, you probably don't even know what half the analytics you probably do. But like, I think generally speaking, most people don't know what half the analytics mean, right? So I think that like how did you get to that place of trust and building the one-on-one community when it's such a saturated analytical space it was just a mindset shift I think I feel like and I and I have to constantly do that for my clients too I have to constantly just like I mean some clients I don't have to constantly do it for but I have a good amount of clients where I do have to be like okay I want you to stay where you're at mindset wise when we start running these ads, because I want you to trust that in me, first of all, I want you to trust in me. Second of all, I want you to trust yourself. And third of all, I need you to start, you know, trusting that it's all going to work out in your favor, no matter what, because let's say for example, um, so like I was saying before in my own ads, when I got $20 a lead, I could have easily seen those results and said, fuck it. I'm done. Like, I'm done. I'm never running a Facebook ad ever again. I'm I'm just done. You know, instead, I can look at it and be like, okay, the, the graphics are obviously not doing it. So let me change up these graphics to what I feel is going to be good for my consumer because I know what's going to attract that person. And that's simplicity. So that's, you just have to go back into your head and say, I know what's going to attract my person and I'm going to create graphics that are going to attract that person. I'm going to create messaging that's going to attract that person. 
I know, like for, let's say the targeting, for example, you know, I know who my adult client is, you know, liking their, that particular public figures, Facebook page. So, you know, let's do that, you know, and stuff like that. So that's just kind of the things that I'm looking at throughout the process. Totally. So it almost sounds like what you're saying is you had to have that mindset foundation in order to approach it strategically because without that, it sounds like you probably would have just like spun out, right? And I'm, we're just using you as an example. I think we probably all have a tendency to do this, but like, it's so, I mean, if you were seeing those kind of numbers, it's so easy to spin out on that and be like, well, this isn't the strategy. This isn't the thing. Maybe it's not Facebook ads. Maybe my messaging is wrong. Maybe this business isn't going to work. Like I see people go from zero to 60 on the mindset spin out so quickly. And of course I've been there too, but like, it sounds like the mindset is the foundation through which you are able to approach it strategically and get the numbers closer to what you wanted there. And like, as you said, we'll continue to get them even closer to what you wanted, as opposed to deciding like, you know what, the strategy just flat out doesn't work, which I mean, we'll just send you hunting for strategies forever, quite honestly. But I think that that's just like, that's the part that stands out most to me because that's why mindset is so important. That's why mindset is the foundation, because then you can make strategic decisions. When you're trying to make strategic decisions from an emotional place, it's very hard to get better results because you're making emotional decisions overall. So I think that is just like so fascinating about what it was that you were talking about there and just like how you approach ads in general, because I think kind of the opposite of the bro marketing that we were talking about, there probably aren't a lot of people out there who are kind of being that like mindset level set for their clients when they're running Facebook ads. They're probably are looking at the numbers and being like, well, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, something must be wrong here. Right. You know, that's why I say it's like you're sometimes people are just going way too far into the analytical side of it instead of thinking, oh, like I got for example, like I, I'm, I'm running my ads right now, right? I have like, I think 39 people inside of my challenge right now from the ads. And so that's 39 people that can, I can eventually turn into a client. And so that's another thing too, that people tend to look at in terms of Facebook ads. They, they're looking for the immediate result that they're going to get right now this second. Mm-hmm. Why are you thinking about that? Like let go of that for a second. Think about the customer journey, Right. They might not buy right now. What if they're going to buy from you six months from now, a year from now, something like that, right? So you have to think in terms of not just the immediate results you're getting, but how are we going to get these people to eventually become clients of yours? Because we can eventually do that. They're obviously interested in your content in some way, shape, or form. So we can eventually make this person into a client of yours, whether that's a $27 client or if that's a high-ticket client, it doesn't matter they can eventually turn into a client for you and also, you know, add to cart and like, you know, get some money and revenue coming in for you, but also a new client that could eventually become a really loyal fan of yours. What if they send you like 15 new high data clients for you? Right. (laughs) So you have to like also really think about that too, in terms of Facebook ads as well. Well, the thing that comes up for me there is there, I think there's so much more value than just like buying alone, if that makes sense. So back to what you were saying about like, yeah, they might be like a loyal fan that refers you to 
like everyone, right? And I think it's so interesting. This happens on the podcast all the time, right? Like I have people in my audience who like have never bought a thing for me, but they're like the people constantly sharing episodes or they're the people constantly like recommending the show to other people. And like all of that is what makes your like little business ecosystem work, right? I think where we get caught up sometimes is we're, we're so tied to I put one action in I get one result out and hardly anything in business actually works that way right like it's hardly ever that straightforward and when we can really look at the bigger the bigger picture which I get that it's hard to do that when you're in it but when you can look at the bigger picture and you can see like all of this is building all of this is helping all of this is compounding and yielding results over time I mean I am not a patient person. I will be the first person to tell you that. But I I really believe like patience has been one of like the most valuable skills I've had to cultivate in my business because it is about really playing the long game and really seeing how, you know, your actions that you're taking right now really are all working and they really are all adding up and leading to results, even if it doesn't feel that way in this moment. So I think that's just such a valuable conversation to have there too, because you're right. Like just because they didn't buy today, tomorrow, a week from now, doesn't mean that they're not going to be a high ticket client that comes out of the woodwork later. So that's just super interesting. Yeah. I can even give you another example. So I actually have had this happen three times in the last like year or so with my agency clients where we had an ad going to like a challenge or had an ad going to like just some kind of freebies of some kind. And then uh, we didn't get the results that we wanted to get for that particular client with that freebie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether that was like a course that they're launching or whatever, we ended up not getting the results that we wanted to get. However, I would have these conversations with my clients and be like, you know what? We made like, I don't know, like 10 K not what I wanted, but, but one of them did sign up to like my $20,000 mind mastermind or like I got a 30 K paying full client. And I'm like, well, that could have been a better conversation. If you said that in the beginning, that'd be great. But (laughs) I I literally have had three clients tell me that they either got like a one-on-one client or like a mastermind client for a very high price. Uh, one was 18K painful. Another one was 30K painful. And then I just got, uh, I, think, I think her mastermind's like 20K or something like that, but she got a mastermind client as well. So that's why you have to really think about not just the, the first results you get, but gosh, like these people just got immediate results. They didn't get it where they wanted to get it in terms of the offer, but they got it somewhere else. <laughs> Totally. And like, but it's so interesting to me. And this is the part I love is like, it's so interesting to me how quick we are to discount that, right? How quick we are to be like, but it wasn't through the freebie, but it wasn't through like the avenue we thought. And I was like, I mean, honestly, who the fuck cares? Like, like, are you showing up? Are you taking action toward what you want? Because when you're doing that, like, I really believe that the universe is always going to meet you halfway, right? So it's really about showing up, taking that consistent action, be really like committing to that long-term goal and trusting that it's going to show up how it shows up. But like whether that comes in through your Facebook ad or your podcast episode or whatever, like at the end of the day, are you really going to be like sobbing that your 18K client didn't come in through your freebie? Probably not. Yeah. 
Like, I, I don't, I don't understand it. Cause <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> So it's just like, it's an interesting conversation to have because I think that like we all to a certain extent have that tendency to do that, to like discount it because it didn't show up how we thought it would. When in actuality, there is so much bigger, like grander evidence that it's working if you train your brain to look for that. And I I just like love that part of it. So Alex, if people love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram. I try my best to be on there. Uh, you can just find me at the Alexandra Ramirez, but I do also have a YouTube channel where I have a whole bunch of like videos on there. If you want to learn on how I run Facebook ads, because as you can hear in this podcast, I run them very differently from how other Facebook ad experts do. And so you're going to get the easy quote unquote lazy way of running Facebook ads, but you're also going to be able to master them a lot easier because you know how to do them faster than anybody else. But Yeah. So my YouTube channel is another great area. And yeah. And then, you know, if you're interested, you could buy my $27 Facebook ads course, but you know, you can always connect with me and see if you want to do anything else. So beautiful. Amazing. I just love your simplistic approach. And I just love how the work you do has such a beautiful mindset component to it, because I really do believe that like, Oh, everyone listening knows. I just think mindset is everything. So I love that you weave that into the work that you do and really help people to, to, you know, get the results they want through the easiest avenue possible there. So just making it, you know, lazy, <laughs> the lazy approach. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I love it too. And I'm super excited for you guys to start really making your business a lot more simple. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You guys heard her. If you are interested, go check her out in those places. And just like so grateful to you for joining me today. Yeah. Thank you for having me guys. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business, and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift.